We have a jam-packed podcast for you Gaucho fans this week. What a weekend it was, a sweep of Cal Poly. We have game highlights from the three wins, interviews with Gianni Bloom, Matt Ager, and Nick Oakley, and we sit down with Coach Checkets to review the weekend. That's all next here on the Gaucho 9 podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen. Kyle leads off with a classic Kyle, followed by an order of seasoned fries, rounds it out with a soft drink or an adult beverage. Check out any of Kyle's three locations in Santa Barbara or Goleta. They are proud supporters of UCSB baseball. Head on into Kyle's Kitchen and say hi to Kyle for the Gauchos. We're also brought to you by Smart Office Interiors. Commercial furniture for education, healthcare, government, and the home office. Smart Office Interiors help the Gauchos retool their coach's room. Call 805-965-8585 or visit smartofficeinteriors.com. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America. The Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. There's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track. He's at the wall. He leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Curley. Gauchos are going to Omaha. Can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. by Clawson, the first hit of the game. Off a changeup, just a seeing eye single into right field past York. Another 3-2 pitch. Breaking ball, soft blooper, over short. Lee's not going to get it. It falls for a hit. Bloom scores. Clawson scores, and it's 3-0 UC Santa Barbara. A jam shot single off the bat of Willits. And UCSB catches in on the walks in this shift for Lagatuda. Sprinkle right behind second. And the 2-2. Curveball swung on and missed. And Lewis strikes out the side here in the fifth inning as he gets Haas, Samuelson, and Lagatuda. He's got eight strikeouts through five. And the Gauchos have a 3 0 lead as we go to the sixth. Two down for Bloom. And Gianni drives this to left center. Hit well. Villegas is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A solo homer for Gianni Bloom. And the Gauchos lead it 4-3. to three. Unbelievable. Gianni Bloom goes boom, boom to left for his second home run of the season. Welcome back, Gianni Bloom. That's gotta feel good, folks. Wow. All heaters. Another 3-2. Fastball hit to right field. Over is Borgonio, and it's up over his head. It bounces off the base of the wall. Willow's gonna come around third. Here comes the relay, and it is not in time. Gianni Bloom with an RBI triple here in the top of the ninth inning gives the Gauchos a 5-4 lead. Gianni Bloom does it again. The welcome back show continues, and Gianni Bloom, the X Factor tonight. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and Blake drives this to right field. Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Claussen, and the lead is three for the Gauchos. And it's 7-4. Claussen Willits curtly here against Button in the 11th inning, and Claussen drives this to right field. Back is true. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A solo home run for Blake Clausen, his second in as many at-bats. And Blake does it again. And it's 8-7 UCSB. Ninth home run of the year for Clausen as he circles the bases. 
Got to send something to the outfield. Just put it in play. Three strikeouts with runners of second and third the last two innings. 0-1 pitch. And this is pulled fair down the right field line. That will score both runners. Oakley will try for second. Here comes the throw, and it is not in time. It's offline as Oakley was able to scamp around the tag of Lee. A two-run double for Oakley, and the Gouncers have the three-run lead back. It's 10-7. Count is one ball and two strikes. Gouncers a strike away once again. Armstrong at second, two outs. 10-7 UCSB. And Agers' one-two pitch. There's a breaking ball swung on and missed, and UCSB finally defeats Cal Poly here tonight. 10-7 the final in 11 innings. 10 runs, 12 hits, and four errors for UCSB. Seven runs, eight hits, and two errors for Cal Poly in the game that felt like it would never end. One ball, two strikes. Oakley trying to cash in another two-out runner for UC Santa Barbara. Here's the pitch. Break them all. And this is a line drive base hit to center field. Willow around third. He's coming home. Here's the throw from Doss. It's cut off. And Nick Oakley, a couple of hits today. A two-strike, two-out hit makes it 3-2. to two. Lee steps out, now steps back in. 3-2 pitch. Fastball swung on and missed. He chased one high and out of the zone. And Gutierrez, after allowing the single to Doss, picks him off of first base, gets Stafford to fly out, and then strikes out Lee and faces the minimum here in the fifth. We'll go to the sixth. Gauchos chasing a run. They trail 3-2. Weston, he's been effective with the soft stuff. Mixing with the fastball. Hasn't had too many three-ball counts. Scouts has been swinging early in counts. There's a 1-1. And this is hit out to left center. On the move is Villegas. He's not going to get it. It's up off the top of the wall. Johnson scores. Here comes Willow. He's rounding third. He's coming home. It's a two-RBI double for Sprinkle, and the Gauchos take the lead. And Bryce with the, the two-out RBI single last inning. Here's a 2-2, and this is hit the center. Right at vote. Towards left center, and he makes the catch. Three up and three down for Mikey Gutierrez. He has faced the minimum the last three innings, and the Gouchers have scored five runs behind him, and they lead it 5-3 as we go to the seventh here at Baguette Stadium. Doss has bounced into a fielder's choice, and he has singled. First and second, one out. And Gallegos to the plate, and Doss bunts through one. They're going to throw down to second base, and they got the runner. Haas is out. He went off too far, and Bloom throwing over the head of Doss gets his man, and that's the second out of the inning. And that is a huge out for UCSB as Doss bunted through the pitch. UCSBGouches.com. Also watch the game on ESPN Plus as Johnny lifts it in the air left field. Back is Villegas. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. Another solo home run for Gianni Bloom. His third of the year, and it makes it 6-3. What a series for Gianni Bloom in his return to the lineup. As he homers here in the eighth for the second time in as many games, gets the handshake from Blake Clausen. Willow, good speed. If Oakley could hit it into a corner, might score Jason from first. There he goes. The 3-2 is hit fair down the left field line. Johnson will score. Here comes Willow. He's heading to third, being waved around. He's going to score a two-run double for Oakley. And the Gauchos with an exclamation point here in the ninth lead at 8-3. The windup. And the next pitch, this is hit to center. Should be it. Vote over in left center, and he makes the catch. And UCSB comes to Cal Poly and has won the first two games. 8-3 the final today. Eight runs, 13 hits, and one error for the Gauchos. Three runs, seven hits, and three errors for Cal Poly. 
And for the first time in Andrew Chekets's career at UCSB, he has won a series here in San Luis Obispo. The win last night was the first win here at Baggett Stadium since April of 2014. Because Fullerton and Hawaii are playing this weekend, so one of them will lose today. 0-2 pitch. Pulled on the ground to third. Willits has it on a couple hops, shuffles, and throws to first. And that retires the side. So Gallagher with a 1-2-3 third inning. The first of its kind for either team here this afternoon. And that is a welcome sight to see for Gaucho fans. 2-1, Polly, as we go to the fourth. Just maybe want to pitch around Samuelson. 2-0. And this is popped up on the infield. Right at the pitcher's mound. Johnson's going to call off Gallagher, and he takes care of it, and that retires the side. On a 2-0 pitch, well executed there by Gallagher, and he strands the double, and will go to the seventh. Still a 2-1 ball game. Franks hasn't shown any reason to go away to go away from him. 0-1 pitch is hammered to right center. Hit well. Lagatuda on the move. He's not going to get it. It's off the base of the wall. Stumbling with it is Doss. Willett's going to third. Here he comes. The relay from Marin Kahn's not in time. And it's a triple for Willett's. And he's at third base representing the tying run for Blake Clawson. Infield in. And the 2-0 pitch from Franks is in the air, left center. This should get the job done. Doss over, still going back. He's at the track, and it's off the wall. Willits comes home to score. Clawson will go all the way to third. Back-to-back -back triples by the Gauchos here in the seventh inning has tied this game. And Blake hit it high enough and hard enough to get it up into the jet stream, and it carried over Doss. And hit off the wall. Doss trying to leap for it at the fence. And now the go-ahead run is at third base. And Kirtley will bat. How about that? Back-to-back -back triples. Kyle Johnson on deck. He has reached base twice. gouch has got to cash in this run from third. The go-ahead run 90 feet away. And Kirtley hits us in the air right field. This should do it. Lagatuda. Drifting back, coming in, making the catch. Here comes the throw. Here comes Clausen. The relay from Marincon's not in time. Clausen scores, and the Gauchos take the lead. Christian Kirtley comes through with the sacrifice fly to right field. Nothing in one. Here to Armstrong. Left-handed batter and inside-out swing to third. One hop for Willits, and he throws to first. Clayton Hall. Distributing balls in the infield here. Gets out of the eighth inning in quick work. Ground ball to short, ground ball to second, ground ball to third. But Cal Poly ties things at three on the solo home run by Joe York off of Ryan Gallagher. And will go to the ninth, tied at three. Vote one for four. And button to the plate. Another breaking ball, pulled, and that's fair down the right left field line. Clawson scores, Kirtley scores. Johnson is going to be held at third. It's a two-run double for Nick Vogt, and the Gauchos lead at 5-3. Button from the stretch, delivers. Fastball pulled into right field, a base hit. Might get down into the corner. Johnson scores, Vogt scores. Oakley trying for two. He's going to slide in with a two-run double. And the Gauchos have four runs here in the top of the ninth and lead at 7-3. And are looking to put an exclamation point on this series. Defense will play straight away. And Hall's pitch is strike three called on the outside corner. And UCSB for the first time since 1998 sweeps Cal Poly with a 7-3 win here this afternoon. Another come-from-behind win in the series. Seven runs, 15 hits, and one error for UCSB. Three runs, eight hits, and no errors for Cal Poly. The winning pitcher is Clayton Hall. He goes to 1-0 on the season as he got the final six outs of the game. 
He came in when it was tied. Strikes out Corio on three pitches after the caught stealing by Lagatuda at second base. With that win, UCSB goes to 30 and 10. They win their 30th game of the season and go to 19 and two in the Big West Conference. I just gotta get it out there. I'm just like so stoked. <laughs> I like, I was, you hit the home run last night and I was speechless. I mean, I was psyched for the call, right? And then was like, I don't know what to say. Like, this is totally cool. So this is Johnny Bloom. This is the Playboy Radiology pregame show. Uh, game two of the series coming up today, Saturday. And uh, I mean, first game back after a couple weeks, you had the knee surgery. How'd you feel? Uh, I felt really good, honestly. <laughs> really? It was, it was... Oh, really? It was just really fun just to be back out here with the guys, and it's a big series, and I kind of had it circled from the day I got my surgery, and so it was just a lot of fun. The atmosphere was crazy. It felt kind of like the regional last year. It's just a lot of fun just to be out here with the guys. What, what was your surgery day? Uh, it was it was three weeks ago as of this Tuesday. I don't okay. know. And it, minor surgery. It was. Yeah. Can you explain what it is? What uh, it, it was. It's called like a meniscectomy, so that our meniscus had a little tear, so they basically just went in, trimmed it up, like shaved down a little bit of cartilage, and then that was it. Sent me on my way. It's so amazing what they could do these days. Well, it's weird you say shave, like just you know, just shave the tendon a little bit. Yeah. Patch made- it back up. They made two little holes, barely even a scar, so Dr. Really? Proctor, yeah, thank wow. you. <laughs> Dr. Proctor, shout out Dr. Proctor. Yeah. He doesn't get enough love on the, uh, I mean, just overall, he doesn't get enough love, but he's he's, he's taking care of a lot of gauchos, so has uh, Bill Oakley, so yeah. shout out to those guys. And, Absolutely. I mean, you're a, you're a prime example, and also Bryce Willits, because he came back, had a huge game, first game back. Did yours top his, or did his top yours? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. He went on a tear that he hasn't gotten off of yet, so it's just, yeah. So I, that, I that bodes time. well. That bodes well for Johnny Bloom, right? Absolutely, it does. <laughs> yeah, the house is, is swinging it well right now. So. That's right. You guys are roommates. Yes, yeah. yes. And then Blake lives with us, too. Ooh. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should take that out. We don't want that information out there. Really. <laughs> 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 well, okay. How'd, how'd you feel at the plate? Because... Coming back after three weeks, and, and you, you got your timing back, and you've you've not been your best at the plate this year. So, like, what was your approach coming in? Like, coming back to practice, working in the cage, getting live reps on the field, and of course catching. Like, what's your approach to come back from injury like that? Uh, I mean, I think watching, like, when you get a chance to watch for a while, it gives you just a really good chance to reset your perspective. Um, and we've been playing some really good baseball, so just kind of watching our hitters, watching the discipline, and, and just really how they're working ABs. I think it was pretty easy just to get my my work in, and just really last night, all I was focused on was staying as loose and relaxed as I could, just knowing the environment. Um, there's going to be a lot of kind of added adrenaline and energy being my first day back, so my only focus was just being super loose and relaxed, and just kind of, you know, there's no expectations. I feel like I've been, I was hitting better than the results were showing early in the year, so I just think stay in the course is what I've been working on and playing as loose as I can, honestly. So we'll get to controlling the pitching staff in a minute, but I want to go over the at-bat in the in the seventh against Worker. Big guy, six foot eight, right? It's two outs, you struck out a couple guys, the, the crowd's feeling it, they just come back to tie the game. And was it, I, I can't remember the pitch or the count, but I think it was Early in the count? I was a right? full count. It was full. Okay. Yeah, and then, Completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Completely wrong. A <laughs> uh, full count. Yeah, like I was swinging a bunch, fouling some pitches off. And That's then, right. And then he went like through a heater away that I got on top of and sent out there a little bit. How, how'd you feel when I was off the bat? It felt really good. Um, I think that was my first oppo hit this year even. Um, no, the homer. The homer. Oh, shoot, shoot. That was first pitch. That was, okay, that was that's, off, what, that's what I thought. Bad. So I did my get bad. it right. I did get it right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was Worker, the last. Was it the last guy face Worker? It was uh, Thomas. Okay, that's on me. Yeah, it was first pitch. Th- or not Thomas. Sorry, Franks. Franks. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Okay. Franks. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're totally right. It was first pitch. <laughs> it was the first pitch of the at bat. First pitch of the at bat. Yeah. It was ambush. Yeah, he was throwing a ton of heaters, and I just felt like I was going to get one, so I just kind of keyholed it and got it where I wanted it. Did you know it was going off the bat? I did. I did. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's where your other homer this year went. Left center. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's, that's way back in telling you. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been my last hit, actually. I think I went homer, homer. Do like, you uh, <laughs> do you know your four hits this year? Yeah, yeah. Double, triple, two homers. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's good. Hopefully, we can start getting some more of them to fall. But if, if that's the trend, I'm not mad at it. You're getting the black shirt, right? Yeah, I already got it. I got you it. You already yeah. got it. That's right. Yeah, early on. Already so. had already had black shirt. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, you had a double and a home run, I think, against LMU. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so your, your extra base hits, they come in bunches. Yeah, they do. Come in bunches. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was the triple. That was a full count. Fouled off a few pitches, and then he hit it over Gorgonio's head and right. And that also gave the Gauchos a lead in the uh, in the ninth inning. But I don't know, a ten seven game, is that what you anticipated the result being when Thorpe and Corey were throwing so well in those middle innings? Like no, yeah. I was I, I didn't want to say anything during the broadcast because I was thinking in my head like, okay, we finally got a good pitching matchup here and these guys are throwing BBs out there and this might be a three two or or a four three game. Yeah. Yeah, it felt that way for a long time. Thorpe did a really good job of kind of regaining it and, and going for a while, and then Corey was just throwing the ball so well. Like, it was just tough to see him leave in a 3-3 tie because he just threw so much better than, than that result. And, and I don't think he gave up a hit for a while. Like First first hit was in the fourth inning. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, he threw the ball great, but we just kept going back and forth to the point that we were just pushing into each other's bullpens, and guys were super focused and having really good ABs. And, I think that intensity kind of brings some of the best focus out of hitters, and guys were just really going for it. But then, you know, it was big for guys like Ager to come in late and just shut the door and not really leave any hope. How'd you feel in the squat? Good. Yeah, it was super, super fun. It's easy kind of once you get in a game setting because you're not really thinking about it. You're thinking about the game and the pitcher and the situation. So it felt really good. It honestly feels kind of better just because of all the work we've been doing on my hips and legs to loosen up. So You were prepared. Yeah. You were prepared. Well, game two of the series, and, and last night was crazy. It had ups and downs. Capali had two pitchers play right field, and yeah. True came in after the intentional or uh, was was up after the Gauchos intentionally walked Brooks Lee with two outs late in that game. So it, it had a block. It had comebacks. Gauchos never trailed in the game. So it was one of those chaotic games in front of a big crowd. Could you just could you feel the energy of the crowd and at each moment of the game? hundred percent. Like that's kind of what the playoffs feel like, and yeah. we made it wasn't our cleanest game at all. We made some mistakes, but like the way we responded to those, um, I think that's a really big game just for a team to kind of figure out how to win a game like that in that environment. Um, that's kind of what it feels like in the postseason to do it. And uh, so for us to show that, show that resiliency after giving up the lead a couple times late, like, I think that's going to be a huge win for us just moving forward. So how do you? What adjustments do you make? How do you bounce back today for game two of the series? I mean, I think we just treat it like a new day. Like we kind of have been doing a great job of over the last few weeks and just keep working on what we've been trying to get better at and our discipline and our approach and attacking hitters. Um, and I think if we just keep trying to work on that, we're going to end up handling these games the way we want to. Are you going to say that same thing to Gutierrez? Like what's what's the mindset? What are you going to say to him before he takes the hill? I think with Guti, I'm excited to be back and like catching him. I haven't caught him in a while. I think just like, let's just enjoy it out here. And we're back. We played summer ball out here in slow. Like, we're out here, I'm catching you again. Like, let's just have fun and enjoy like we have like a ton of times and just see what happens. So I think he'll have a really good day and be really aggressive, so. Okay, ditto. Yeah. Ditto. Uh, well done, Johnny, welcome back. Uh, nice work yesterday, it was really fun. Uh, saw your dad after the game, he was psyched. And uh, yeah, go do it again. Absolutely, thanks, Kev. Thanks, G. Yeah. Welcome back to the Playboy Radiology pregame show. It's Sunday, game three of the series between the Gauchos and the Mustangs. And Scouts are one of the first two games of the series, and I'm standing with a man who's a big part of that. It's Matt Ager, who got the win on Friday and then got the save on Saturday. What did you just put in your water bottle? Because it looks like uh, <laughs> it's like a green. Is that your like wheat? Is that your wheatgrass shot? No, it's it's just a liquid IV. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it's a it's a energy liquid IV. Gives me up. Need the energy today. Okay. Need the energy today, well, because you pitched on back-to-back days for the first time yeah. this year. How, how'd you feel? Um, surprisingly good. Yeah, I mean that's like the first time I've done that. I was a little skeptical, but then I started warming up in the pen and everything just felt normal and just definitely be like didn't feel like I was just ripping on him. If that makes sense, but I mean just doing the job done. Well, on, a, on a day after you pitch in a game, are you you're still like playing catch and maybe throwing off the mound, right? 
if DJ lets me right if here. DJ lets you. <laughs> I always try to do pregame, and he, does, he says I'm not allowed to throw a ball. So, yeah, well, let's see. see. Your, your stat line this weekend, three and two-thirds, five strikeouts, no hits, no runs, and no walks. Yeah. Um, without question, your, your best performance of the year, best performance as a gaucho, what was it like? I mean, did you feel the energy of the crowd? Was it the you know it's an important game, or – was it just a coincidence that you picked your best appearances for this weekend? <laughs> um, it's, I was kind of just, it's kind of like baseball, you know, like you dip down to the lows and you come back at the highs. So, I mean, I've been struggling the last few outings and I've just been thinking about it, trying to like just pick what it is to do right for me so I can go out there and compete and perform. And I was just kind of letting go and just competing, just focusing on the glove and just not, nothing much else to it, yeah. So Friday, obviously it was a crazy game. The Gauchos both lead in the ninth, and you come in for the 10th inning. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it's a tie game, and the crowd's into it, and you have all that stuff unfold in front of you. Did you tell yourself anything, or did Dylan say anything to you before you went and took the hill, or was it just business as usual? No, I mean, I mean, we were in the pen. It's, I mean, it's crazy atmosphere here. We had the, a lot of hecklers in the pen. It's like the first time I've... I mean, yeah, one of the first times I got, like, actually heckled in the pen, but it was pretty fun. Uh, well, it feels different when, like, the game – it's it really, it really, I mean, every game matters. We're not well, going yeah, yeah. to downplay that. But, like, that, it's different but, summer like, ball hecklers. It's, it's different like than summer ball. It's different than, you know, maybe the, the, the first 15 games of the season. Like, this year, it's down the stretch, and these games really mean something because yeah. uh, you got the top two teams in the conference. So, with that at stake, and you got hecklers in the pen, like, you're – you already are anticipating, like, yeah, this is a big game. I got to go perform. And then you got guys gone at you. Know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it gets you going. It's fun, though. I mean, me and DJ, we've just been talking about, like, just controlling what you can control. That's what I just focus on doing, and it worked out. Looked like you had some good control of your breaking ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of – it's almost like the trust in it instead of trying to, like, make it more than it is and trying to miss bats and I'm spiking it all the time. It's kind of just – throwing it hard at the batter and letting it work into the zone and it was working out what about having uh, johnny bloom behind the plate oh, i loved it i mean i missed him i mean i love jnu i love uh mason but i mean i feel like me and johnny have a special connection i i, I miss throwing to him then he comes out here and hits two bombs the first two games <laughs> that was sick yeah it was big big uh so far big weekend for him See what big, it is, yeah. big weekend uh so so what do you do today we I pulled you out the bus and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't, I don't have anything. You got a lift. Like, what's your schedule today? Yeah, you're not gonna throw. No, obviously. no, yeah, they won't let me. Um, but I get to the lift pregame with Mike Goody, the starter. I don't get a lift. To, I mean, I get a lift like two, twice a week, a few times a week, but not heavy. So I'm excited. I get a lift today. Perks of uh, being a starter, I guess. But I'm not a starter. <laughs> well, in in weekends past, you if you pitch on Friday we'd save you for Sunday. Yeah. So we've seen you pitch on Sunday a bunch. And so today, a little bit different. Probably not going to use you, but, but probably Michael Rice be available out of the pen because he threw on Friday. And he's been able to bounce back. Uh, let's see. So Gouches win the first two games of the series. First time the Gouches have won a series here at Baguette Stadium under Coach Chuck. My Jackets. dad told me that, actually. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think that was true. Yeah. And Friday was the first win since 2014 here at Baguette Stadium. So it's been a while. Wow. Chucks has not swept Cal Poly. So okay. what are the Gauchos going to do today to make that happen? I mean, just play Gaucho baseball. That's all it is. Gally's going to go out there, do his thing, and we're going to stick to our plan at the plate, and it'll come out with a sweep. Last time we talked to you was in Oregon. That was almost two months ago. Yeah, it was a while So where's, where's the headspace now compared to then? Because we can't call you a freshman anymore, even though you are a true freshman still. But... Like, do you feel more experienced? Like, how do you feel with your approach, your routine, and all that stuff? Um, honestly, not, like, that different. I mean, you're still the same pitcher. Like, I feel like I'm the same pitcher I was, like, sophomore year of high school, you know what I mean? But, I don't know, learning a lot more and just trusting the other guys on the team, making the pitches to, I don't know, just get out of the situation, stuff like that. Okay. Well, Matt, nice job this weekend. A win, a win and a save. Win and a save in the first two games. And Gaucho's brought the bat, scored 18 runs. Uh, it's been fun here, and we're going to have fun again today and go play Gaucho baseball, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Matt. All right, I wanted to get you while, uh, before you cooled off, or I wanted to get you while you were still 
simmering, you know, because yeah. you were hot this weekend, Nick Oakley. I was. Uh, how'd you feel at the plate? Because you had a pretty good weekend. Uh, I felt good. You know, obviously didn't uh, start on Friday, so it was kind of crazy to go in there and do that. But, yeah, I just enjoyed every moment of it. A lot of fans, rivalry game, it was pretty sweet. So six for 11, we were just going over the numbers. Six for 11, you had four doubles, you mm-hmm. had seven RBIs. Gone, uh, on Saturday, you were three for five uh, with three runs batted in. Um, had you had a weekend like that before? I mean, I mean, high school maybe, travel ball, like summer ball, have you had a weekend like that where you put together a, a couple games stretch like that? Definitely not in college. Um, probably, probably in Little League or something like that, but... Yeah, no, it was pretty special. Hit it where they ain't. Hit it where they ain't. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, of course, the elephant in the room is that you face two high school teammates of yours, yeah. uh, Derek True and Bryce Worker. You got a hit off of both of them. Yeah. And then you took a photo after the series. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a big smile on your face, and those guys are probably forcing it a little, but uh, cool to play against those guys. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were all playing at the same time, which was pretty cool. Um yeah, I've known those guys my whole life, so it was pretty cool. And then I grew up catching them all the time. So I've seen them pitch my whole life. <laughs> so you had a little scouting report. I had a little, a little scouting, extra scouting report. report. Yeah. Yep. Well, what about the the bat against Bryce you, on um, the Sunday? Uh-huh. Where you, you hit it right back up the middle? Yeah. Um, I was surprised he threw me another heater after I fouled the first one back. But, yeah, I guess it was kind of funny hit it right back at him. And then, of course, Derek gets his first at-bat ever. And hits it right to me <laughs> on Friday night. That's right. That's right. I didn't even i I knew it was his first at bat ever mm-hmm. in what was a strange situation, but I didn't put that together where he <laughs> hit it to you at second base. Yeah. Now I was a little confused why he was in the box, and then yeah, he almost undressed me at second with the one hundred six ground ball, but <laughs> made the play. Was it really one hundred six off the bat? That's what he said. So it was probably ninety five, but he told me one hundred six. <laughs> well, he hit it hard. It it, it surprised me because he, he went down one two, and I, I'd never seen Derek hit before, <laughs> and I knew he's a pitcher, and it's his second year, so yeah, there's no way he had a bat last year, and he goes down oh, one two, and then it's a two hop seed right to his former high school teammate second base. Yeah, that's good. Was, I didn't I didn't realize that. It was a good good approach, better than he had in high school. So, yeah, no, it was cool. Subtle jab. Yeah. Subtle jab. <laughs> are you, are you going to get a, a, a big boy t-shirt, or are you going to stick with Junior Slugger? No, I got the big boy one, but this one's cut just right. Show off all, okay. all those mus- muscle insertions. So The arm farm? The remember remember arm farm. we talked arm farm, or has that been retired? Oh, it's been retired. I had to lose <laughs> weight since then. So. <laughs> We're getting more athletic. That's the goal now. Well, you, you look good physically. You look good in the field. Uh, you look good at the plate. And there's been there's been a number of different gauchos playing at second base yeah. this year. It's been Willow, it's been Darby, it's been Oakley, and this this offense that the gauchos have. There's lots of different pieces. I think eleven or twelve guys have double digit RBIs on the season, mm-hmm. and Coach Ferg and Coach Tex they seem to be able to mix and match with matchups and and put guys in and take guys out and, and nobody skips a beat. Yeah. How has that been being with, with Willow and Darby and yourself playing at second base and even though you're not maybe playing every day per se, but still yeah. being ready to be in the lineup? I mean, it's something pretty special when you have so many guys in and out of the lineup, I think, that, and no one's complaining. Like, you know, Willow's a fifth year and he wasn't starting against his last game against Cal Poly and he didn't say anything about it. He did his job on the bench and then came in when it mattered. So it's good. It's competitive. Um, everything's earned. What about on what about on the defensive side? You feel good playing second base? Is that your natural yeah. position? Um, well, I played short in high school, but yeah, I'd say second's natural. You can play wherever they need. What about left field corner? What about it? The left field corner. <laughs> I was hoping that Brooks would hit it out there too. Oh no, that wasn't very comfortable out there to be honest. Um, yeah, the first shift I was a little out out of position. Looked up, sun was right in my eyes, kind of hoping the ball wasn't coming to me. Um, had a little infield glove out there. Um, so. I, I describe I describe Nick Oakley as fearless. <laughs> I, I hope we didn't uncover something. No, I was I wasn't scared. 
Uh, just uncomfortable. It's different. It is different. Pretty, pretty unique. You ever played four outfielders before in a game? No. It worked. Um, but, yeah, luck, luckily I wasn't the one getting the ball, but it worked. Maybe maybe just having me out there made him not want to hit it out there or something. Maybe. Maybe. It's a let's, lot to look at. <laughs> let's, second base Second base looks good on you. Uh, six out of 11 on a weekend looks good on you as well. Four doubles. Is, is left field line, like, your favorite spot to hit the ball now? Yeah, it's weird. I've never hit it over there. So, and then they're shifting me pull. Um, were you trying, the first one, were you trying to hit it down the left field line? Or no, was, I was just a late swing. It was just, I was just late twice. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked both times. And then, and then they moved me kind of normal, like straight up. And then uh, I was early twice and pulled them. So, and you had a, those weekends. Your dad has, has stopped by and said hi multiple times, giving me some nice compliments. So I want to, <laughs> I want to dish him back and say, that he's doing a good job raising his son and doing a good job with, with the other players uh, as well because Bill does a lot with, with some of the recovery stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see him in the stands uh, this weekend. It was good to see Gianni's dad in the stands this weekend. So uh, shout out Bill Oakley. The rest of the family was there too. Was it yeah. a good weekend as far as family sitting in the stands for those games? Yeah, grandparents, uh, friends, family friends that know me, Derek and Bryce. So, yeah, gotcha showed a... Uh, their support that's for sure loud lots, stadium lots of heart lots of heart that's hard this weekend well um we got pepperdine tomorrow yep and then another big series against irvine this is the next weekend yeah uh, you gonna be ready for those absolutely uh birthday game tomorrow Ooh. yeah big one that's exciting yeah we need to get pepperdine back and then uh yeah this weekend will be fun cool another big road road series well uh, have a good week of preparation and uh, look forward to seeing you on the field. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. All right. My next guest on the Gotcha 9 podcast is the head coach, Andrew Checkets. After what was a, a really fun weekend, a great weekend in many respects for the Gauchos, that goes without saying when you go to Cal Poly and come away with a sweep. So before we hear from from Andrew, I just want to get these off the table. We want to clear the record and put it out there for, for everybody to hear. But that was the first sweep ever at Baguette Stadium for UC Santa Barbara. It was the first sweep in general, either at home or away, of Cal Poly since 1998. It was the first series win at Baguette Stadium for Coach Checkets. Congratulations. And Friday's win was the first win at Baggett Stadium since 2014 in just a single game. Gauchos have now won seven of their last eight, going back to 2019, beginning with the championship game uh, the last day of the season, took three of four last year, and sweep Cal Poly this year after that 11-game losing streak. So safe to say that there has been history between these two schools, especially the last handful of years where it's gone back and forth um, and when you go up and play a rivalry series on the road and you got all that stuff going on, uh, it makes it really fun, especially from a broadcasting perspective. I'm sure, uh, it adds some, some added stress as the head coach, but, uh, before we move on to all the good things that happened this weekend, one quick reaction from that, from you, <laughs> Jex. <laughs> Wait, huh? well, I didn't, I didn't know that the Yankees played at Baggett stadium. Um, that's what it's felt like over the years. And um, I was glad to hear that it wasn't just me that it had been going on for a while. That made me feel a little bit better um, about it. But yeah, there's there's been some demons for us uh, up there. And, um, we have not played well uh, up there and had a streak where we did not play well against Cal Poly. Um, fortunately, we're on the other end of that now, winning seven of the last eight. And hopefully we'll continue that, that trend. Um, but it was... It was it was nice to get up there and win a game and then win a series and then sweep and then it was um, again nice nice to hear that that had been going on before me as well. Well, I texted Bronce, former head coach Bob Bronsma, uh, in the in the ninth inning yesterday. I, I wanted to wait as long as I as long as I could until I felt relatively sure to bring it up, but I texted him did because I was looking through the archives and I didn't know. And I asked him when the last time we swept Cal Poly was. And Daniel got back to me first, so I knew. And before the game ended, Bob said 2022. 
So it, that I thought that was pretty funny that that was just his response 2022. That was the last time the yeah. Gouts were swept Kalapali. And so now that is now the last time the Gouts were swept Kalapali 2022. So uh, it, was, it was a great weekend. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. There were big crowds, uh, lots of energy. There were tons of Gaucho fans that made the trip up. Uh, of course, the Kalapali fans were, were energetic and it was really fun to win those games um, up there on the road. So let's get to a lot of the stuff that happened. Uh, first and foremost, Blake Clawson, Big West Field Player of the Week. Eight for 14 on the weekend. He had a double, a triple, two home runs, five RBIs. He slugged 12-14, and he stole a base. And will earn uh, Big West Field Player of the Week for the first time in his Gaucho career. And, I mean, he has been a wrecking ball. Really, uh, it feels like he's going to do something big every time he comes to the plate. And having him at the top lineup's been awesome. So, uh, can you speak towards Blake Clawson, his performance at the dish. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the numbers since he's gotten in the lineup, and you know, he was he was in there early, got hurt, and then was uh, was out. And uh, if you look at the, you know, our, our offense was fine early. I mean, uh, we were we we were fine. I don't think we were uh, as good as we would have liked to have been. Um, or, or I think had been uh, playing to our capabilities. And then, you know, once he got put in the lineup and then moved to the leadoff spot, I mean, we, he's really, really set the tone uh, for that group. And he's been, uh, um, as I tell him after he gets a hit, he's a bad man. He's, he, uh, he's, <laughs> he's been tough. I mean, he's, and he's hit everything, fastballs, changeups, breaking balls, um, power average, um, you name, you name it. And, um, he's been he's been a force. I mean, I, it reminds me of Caston last year at the end of the year when he got back and got in the lineup and what he did for for our offense the last three weeks uh, of the season last year to get that that final push um, and then into the playoffs. And Blake's playing like that right now. He's he's re- really swung the bat well. And that's he's got a plan and he's got his own routines and and it's working for him. And Gouches over the weekends. Scored 25 runs. They slugged 540. They had 16 extra base hits, hit 315 for the average. They stole four bases. And it, it seems like every weekend, I mean, when you win 12 straight games in conference, of course, Scouts have done. Um, and I've been scoring runs. They've been scoring, you know, 25, 27, 28 runs a weekend. It's tough to compete with that. And when the starting pitching has been bouncing back as well, and we got back-to-back weekends now where Lewis Gutierrez and Gallagher, I think, have been outstanding in the starting roles. And it was a little shaky for a couple of weeks where they had some strong, some, some tough starts together. But uh, Corey was awesome on Friday night uh, against Thorpe. He was matching him pitch for pitch. Uh, I thought we were going to have a pitcher's duel uh, on Friday. And then Gutierrez and Gallagher both settling in after struggling early in their starts and wind up pitching into the seventh uh, and eighth innings. I know Gallagher, uh, he gave the homer to York in the eighth and that was it, but still like he, they kept the games close. They allowed the Gauchos to chip away in what were ultimately uh, come from behind quote. I know they were, they're down one or two or three runs just in the early innings, but you need zeros out of your starters. Uh, in order to come back and win those games. And that's what those guys did. And I thought they were a big reason too, why the Gauchos were able to come away with the sweep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The pitching has been, been good the last two weekends and um, nice to see those guys bounce back. We struggled a little bit in that, uh, those uh, Northridge and you uh, see San Diego weekends on the mound. And um, we were in the strike zone a lot more this weekend and walk totals were down and, you know, forcing them, forcing them to beat us. And, um, yeah, I thought Corey was outstanding. He, you know, his, his strikeout totals are so high. His pitch count gets up there, so pretty elevated. Felt like he threw longer than he did. You know, he was he came out in the sixth, and it felt like he was out there longer than that. Um, and then you know, Goody was kind of a you know came out a little bit tentative and was able to settle down, settle in, and um, and then Gallagher. You know, I, I thought Gallagher showed a lot of poise. I think it would have been easy. You know. He, Miss pop up and left and don't don't get an out on a ground ball and he's got the bases loaded and you know turns that into a one and is able to settle down and then you know 
we left him in too long. The, the homer to York, that was the Sam Cohen homer. We pulled the change up on the wrong side of the plate, elevated up. So the, you know, when Sammy hit that homer, that was like the one pitch at that moment that the one pitch, the one location that he could do that with. If he threw anything else, he wouldn't have been able to do it. No offense to York, but that's what that felt like. It was his first homer at Baggett Stadium, and it was the elevated up and in change up. And believe it or not, we don't have that sign. Um, so that was not where it was called. Um, and he, and he homered on it. Um, so he just, he'd been throwing the ball so well and, you know, had some momentum going. So we, we left him out there to go for it. So, uh, but I, you know, I think that those starters did a, did a really nice job and we're, we're good. Well, yeah, on the weekend in those, the first three innings for both Gutierrez and Gallagher, Cup Holly scored one in each of the first three on Saturday. They scored one in the first two on Sunday. And it felt like they could have gotten more. And and Mikey and Ryan were able to, to minimize and, and get the ones, like you said. And I thought that was huge uh, in those games because you got the, the crowd behind you if you're Cal Poly in those games. And the gotcha pitchers are able to neutralize and, and reduce and only come away with allowing us the one run. And then they settle in, and the Gauchos use the bats to come from come from behind. So, the two names that I have offensively, and they were, there were some other guys out there that, that had big moments. The Bryce Willis triple, which started the rally on Sunday. Uh, Jordan Sprinkle had the go ahead double on Saturday in the sixth. Uh, Kyle Johnson a quiet six for twelve, but Nick Oakley and Gianni Bloom, I were unreal this weekend uh, Oakley four doubles seven RBIs Johnny Bloom coming back from injury he homers to give the Gauchos the lead on Friday has the go-ahead triple in the ninth on Friday as well and then he homers again uh, to kind of put a cherry on top of the game on Saturday and that you know with all due respect to Johnny it was very unexpected you, know, you hadn't been his best at the plate and then all of a sudden the power comes out and he's feeling good at the dish and uh, it was just I was I was so excited on on the broadcast for him um, with his dad in attendance. It was just it was just great. And also Bill Oakley was there, Russell Bloom both there to watch their sons this weekend. So those were totally cool moments. But how about Nick Oakley and Gianni Bloom? I mean, two names that you didn't expect yeah. to uh, to be having this kind of impact in a series like this at this part of the year per se. Yeah, that, Johnny was fantastic. I mean, obviously the big swings, and you know he's got it in there. I, every time he's up there, I feel like he's got a chance to hit, and he hasn't, you know, hasn't put it together yet. But um, those were some big swings and big moments, and you know, and, and that's John. There, there's a reason why he's a walk-on catcher catching in a regional last year, calling his own game, is because he's he's the right kind of human and um our other catchers are great and talented and i think they're gonna to learn from him and um be able to develop his game callers and handling a pitching staff but i think the thing that is easy to go unnoticed is the fact that he he called 99 percent of the pitches on the weekend uh, behind the plate and the tempo uh was great i think it gives our pitchers less time to over process um it gets them in the strike zone more, but, you know, going back and watching some of the the video afterwards, just, you know, how fast our guys are able to move, and, you know, his, his ability to call a game and, you know, have the, the meetings at the right time and get out and, you know, he goes out, I think six pitches into the game on Saturday to, to Gutierrez. And, you know, he's, he's making a lot of those decisions on his own. So um, he, he's a, maybe not the most talented catcher that we have back there from a tool standpoint, but he's really an excellent game caller. And it's like having another coach on the field throw Kyle Johnson in there. And it feels like we've got 11 players on the field um, on defense with their, their, their savviness. So, and then Oak was yeah un- unbelievable. I mean, he gets the, he gets the, the start there and, you know, had, had been a little in and out and really had competitive tough at bats and uh, big swings when they mattered you know, I thought he played with his hair on fire. It was fun to see him. He brought some energy uh, to the field for sure. Yeah, and one more note on Johnny Bloom. The, the you mentioned the tempo of the game, and on Saturday, you know he's he's standing up for his pitchers because it looked like Cal Poly was trying to slow things down, 
and and it got a little chippy on the field and, and Johnny's there to to back up to back up the pitchers and like that's something that a veteran and with some experience will take note of and will play it the right way and I think he played it the right way and you know you gotta you gotta punch back a little bit doesn't have to be over the top and I thought that did a great service to to Gutierrez I think it settled him down and and got him focused on just hitting the glove yeah and he's yeah there's some gamesmanship there for sure um with you know him wanting to speed the tempo up and you know trying to make sure that we're ready to go when they get in the box and if they're going to wait um you know not just Cal Poly but in general but if they're going to wait later in the box um and kind of work that clock down then um, we're going to be ready to pitch and not going to give that hitter as much time to settle in if they're going to wait. So um, I think some of what Johnny was doing there too, was trying to get our guys going a little bit. We were a little casual sure. on set on Saturday. I think he he's, I, I think he's very smart with what he does. I don't think it was an emotional decision. I think he was making a calculated decision on how he's going to handle those moments and what he thought that meant for the team to get some, some energy going. So uh, I think there were a lot of things going in and that's, that's why he's good. Well, calm, cool, and calculated. I use that to describe Kyle Johnson more often than not, and you can say the same about Johnny Bloom. He was excellent uh, this weekend, along with Nick Oakley and Blake Clausen. Uh, two other guys that were excellent as well, uh, Matt Ager. He got the win on Friday, and he got the save on Saturday. Three and two-thirds innings, no hits, no runs. His only walk was intentional, uh, and he struck out five. And then the return of Clayton Hall. Two and two-thirds innings, no hits, no runs. Uh, he came in after York had tied the game and got three ground ball outs, I think, on uh, less than 10 pitches uh, and then shut the door in the ninth to seal out the, the sweep. But how about the emergence of Clayton Hall and then uh, Ager? I thought that was his best best outings of the year on back, pitching on back-to-back days as well. Yeah, that was Matt's first time he's thrown back-to-back days all year. Um, and it's, in, it's interesting because earlier in the year he would come to me and after he had an outing and, you know, he would see his name down on the emergency only, or, you know, maybe not on the ready list. And he would come to me and say, Hey, I'm ready to go. I can go today. And um, I said, yeah, I know, you, I know you can go today, but I want you to be ready to go. And, you know, may like if we're playing for a championship, I want, <laughs> I want you to um, be ready to go there. And I said, you're, you know, you're one of our, our prizes and um, we think you're going to be a star and we want to, we want to protect you, but I'm not going to throw you back to back days opening weekend of the year. Um, we've got to get other guys ready to go. I said, but there'll come a time where we'll do it. And, you know, this was the weekend that we did it and he was ready to go. And I thought he did an excellent job of competing. You know, he, he'd had a couple, you know, he'd been really good early. And then he gave up, uh, had a couple outings where he wasn't great. And I think, you know, as a freshman, it's easy to get a little shook and kind of, start to doubt or over-process. He's really analytical. So I think it's easy to start over-processing and thinking about, you know, as, as opposed to, hey, I had a bad day, I'm going to bounce back. I think it's easy for him to go, what do I need to do to fix all of this? And um, I think it was nice to see him get back to just competing and being in the moment and, and getting after the glove. And I thought he did a great job of that and that, that outing. And then Clayton Hall, uh, he was missed – Missed the first half of the year, and he came back and has been working back into the rhythm of things. And we saw him last week. I thought he looked good in his first appearance. I think that was against UC San Diego or Long Beach. It was against Long Beach. And he got to a 3-2 count, and a fastball ran up and in, and he, and he hit a batter. That was his only batter that he faced. And then this being this weekend being his first you know, real significant appearances – and, and looked outstanding, looked comfortable, looked fit. Like I thought he was great. Yeah. And it's nice to have him back. You know, he had, he had such a good fall for us. I mean, he was coming out of the fall, you know, 91 to 94 with a slider and strikes and the slider was much improved. And, um, you know, we thought, Hey, this is going to be our, our fireman or our closer or some kind of version of that at the time. And then he had the health stuff he's been dealing with and, um, so getting him back and back on campus and getting him into shape and we probably rushed it a little bit, you know, we, we, we were struggling a little bit in the pen and some guys were fading and, um, 
And so we felt like we needed him in that Long Beach week. You know, that was the first time he had faced a live hitter in, I don't know, four months. You know, we didn't test him out in a, a live hitter situation, which would usually be our typical progression of bringing somebody back. We just threw him into the fire. Um, and and he was fine. I, I didn't think it looked as – he looked as comfortable as he did this past weekend. Um, and then this past weekend, he looked like he was really enjoying being out there and competing. And, um, you know, he, he – he stuffed it in the strike zone and, you know, it's going to make them beat him and uh, made some good pitches. And, you know, uh, it was nice to have him out there and in some uneventful innings late in the, the game. Yeah. So Gaucho's 19 and two in the big West we enter the final month of the season. There are four weeks left, three conference series, one non-conference Gauchos have a six game lead in the conference, still work to be done. So what is the message moving forward for your team? I think, I think it's really easy to look at the finish line, you know, um, and I think it's easy to look at the standings and, um, and I, so I, the message is that, you know, we still have 30% of our conference season left. We still have, you know, 15 of 56 games, which I'll use my rough Oregon state math to say that's, you know, roughly 30% ish of our season left and um that's a significant portion i mean that's we've only played two-thirds of it so um the message is let's let's focus on getting better and improving and um we've got to focus on some recovery today you know we'll have a light day at practice today but you know, one of the things that we need to improve on and continue to get better at um and then the old cliches of you know what are the things that we can control and i talked to him about that on the bus last night and they put themselves in a good position. What are, what are the things that could possibly beat you and derail you? You know, off-field issues, health issues, not taking care of ourselves, um, academics, all of those things. And we need to make sure that we pay attention to those things that are controllable. Um, and then and then continue to keep our heads down and not spend time reading our press clippings and focus on on getting better and and the, the process of you know every day um, making improvements and. Again, cliche, but it's real stuff. So, Well, beauty of baseball, when you lose, you usually have a game the next day and you can move on. When you win, you still have a game the next day, so you have to move on. So it's, it's a little different mental exercise to move on from a win and a big weekend like Cal Poly. But four more games this week, uh, Tuesday night, tonight, uh, against Pepperdine at 5.30, and the Gauchos go down to Irvine for three games against the Anteaters, which are, are big games. Uh, UCI definitely capable they struggled this past weekend but uh, gouges should not overlook them uh, because they are the reigning conference champs and they could uh, be a dangerous opponent especially at ant eater ballpark um, so three games in orange county this weekend uh, so back to work go the gauchos keep moving forward keep getting better and uh, checks uh, congratulations big Thanks. weekend yeah <laughs> and, appreciate uh, it. glad we were there together yeah, you've been you, you've been there with the losses too. <laughs> I have, I have. Uh, so it's been uh, it's been fun to document them. How about that? So yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll see you at the yard. Uh, let's get back to work. And uh, thanks for the time. Thanks, Kev. All right, thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Ops Interiors. And thank you to our guests this week, Johnny Bloom, Matt Ager, and Nick Oakley, as well as Coach Checkets. It was a great weekend, the sweep of Cal Poly, but still work to be done. Gauchos host Pepperdine tonight, 5.30 p.m., and then we'll travel to Irvine to take on the Anteaters for three games in conference play this weekend. Gauchos at 19-2 and in the conference, six games ahead, and have to take care of business if they want to clinch before the season is over. So uh, exciting times lay ahead, and uh, Gouchers will go back to work, try and win some of these midweek games, uh, and keep it going in conference play. They have won 12 games in a row in the Big West. So Pepperdine, UC Irvine, that's what's on tap this week before an eight-game homestand, and uh, we hope to see you at Caesar tonight against Pepperdine, or uh, if you're in Southern California, come check them out at Irvine. Please tune in to the broadcast, UCSBGouches.com. You can also watch them on ESPN+. Plus. 
I'll be on the broadcast tonight with Bob Bronsema, and I'll be covering the games in Irvine, of course. Uh, follow the Gauchos on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, UCSB underscore baseball. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Gaucho 9 podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, see you out at the yard. Have a great week.